go ahead and crack. All right, it's been a while, but we are back. It's the Liquor Box Moto Crew Podcast. Sorry, it's been a minute. Been a busy summer, fall, and early part of the winter. Yeah, starting sure. to get into winter here. It's uh, Mikey D and Kevin X today. Just going to talk about a little bit of the end of our season here. Get things rolling. Uh, we made a sweet trip up to Alpine, which was super awesome. It was way cool. Uh, unfortunately, Brian could not make it. Had some technical difficulties with his bike. Uh, but it ended up being me, you, Jim and Jim Bob. And Stinky Coda Bear. <laughs> good time, though. Coda Bear. Was that a good four or five days? Yeah. I think five days of total. Yeah. One travel. If you add up the hours of yeah. travel. Not too far from home. Yeah, actually, it was four days. I think out of my that old social media, I think I logged in four days worth of riding. So you get a travel day, two travel days up and down, and four days of riding. Yeah. So we got there, and that's my dog. He's drinking water. He's the loudest drinker ever. Uh, we had rain that mm-hmm. whole mm-hmm. whole way up there from. Pretty much rock springs all the way to Alpine. Yeah, and then it was we were in the clouds, um, raining, and the, when we got up, got into our motel, and got up, and the next day we went to go ride our first trail, and all the clouds were like just socked in. Everything was low hanging clouds. It was it's kind of a cool. That's cool. Alpine's pretty low in elevation. The town. Yeah. But as far as, like, the hills, they're steep. Yeah, and they go straight up, way up. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that stuff was just up. It's good stuff. Uh, first day was a learning curve <laughs> because it's not like, I don't think we rode one trail that starts out flat. No. It just, everything climbs. It just starts climbing, nothing. And you're on the edge of like hills yeah that go down to a river that's like 40 50 yards down the hill straight the fuck off on one side and straight the fuck up on the other side pretty rad stuff though super thick super thick uh what they call bear brush which was a little intimidating because that's the first time i've ever rode trails to where uh, you know they have their warning signs at the beginning of the trail (laughs) of This is bear country. This is bear country. Beware. You know, do this, don't do this. Yeah. It's uh, a pretty good time, though. First time I ever uh, rode ever with a, with a gun. Yeah. Yeah, but, that was interesting. The, uh, was that first day? First day. I, I, first carried, day. I carried mine the whole time uh, on all of our rides uh, in the old wolf pack, but... Uh, you know, knock on wood, we didn't uh, see any of uh, that type of wildlife, so it was it was a it was good. <laughs> but there was some areas like we had. I think it was on day two. I can't remember exactly where, but it was getting close to where we had to take lunch, and um, 
that one spot. I'm like, no, we need to, we need to go somewhere where there's a little more, where we can see a little bit further. I was like, it was a perfect spot, you know, just maybe here. But I was a little nerved because you just can't see it so thick in there that I'm just like, let's get to where we can get a little better spot where we can see something moving yeah. if we have to. But all in all, it was a unbelievably good trip and I would love to do it every year if it, you know, if if the cards and the money and the stars line up just right. Think, I'd love think, to go back every fucking year. I think it works out. I think we could manage once a year up there. I could definitely do that. It's it's some cool country. If you guys like high alpine and um if you don't mind climbing, if you don't mind some gnarly switchbacks and like serious climbing but... and and you know what goes up must come down, so um there's some serious descents too, but Super good country. I mean, and then that first day it was... That uh, was wet. Wet, yeah. We never really got rained on so much per that, really that day, if I remember right. It was, it was so long ago, I'm trying to remember, but, um, you know, you got your rain, you know, you got your, your tree showers because everything was soaking wet and dirt was perfect. It was a little slick in some spots, but first day was pretty cool. And then in each day, there wasn't a bad day up there. Let's just put it that way. There wasn't one bad day up there. Not at all. Yeah. Those big uh, alpine lakes. Those are cool. Those are rad. And yeah. folks, you guys, I wish I would have had maybe GoPro running more or my phone running more to watch. You know, because like Jim and and Mikey and Brian, these guys are all backcountry slip, you know, snowmobilers. They like to ride where it's steep and deep. They ride in... Uh, finger quotes god's country on their snowmobiles they don't do these groom trails bullshit they they go back way deep and to just sit there and be a fly on a tree and watching mikey and uh jim just ogle over some of oh my god that would be such an awesome <laughs> shoot Rah! just rip it up on their sleds and oh, yeah. they were pointing out bad spots or like you know avalanche zones don't that's a no-go there they're kind of Kind of trying to teach me a little tiny bit of you. Well, you wouldn't want to ride here. This is bad. This is a bad spot. And this is a good spot. This, but it was it was just a rad rad trip. Yeah, that. So that first day that we actually rode, and we climbed up some sweet super high alpine stuff. A lot of bear brush. You could smell one bear. Yeah. We got to a point where we had to make a decision to turn around because it was so slick. Yeah. It was like that. And it was funny because we were talking about that on the way up. There's that fine line where the dirt goes from like primo to yep. grease. Yep. And it had crossed that line. It had crossed that line to where, well, just watching you guys go down. I was at the back of the pack and watching you guys go down that descent down into that one first lake. Um, I got worried. I was kind of worried because it was so steep and it was no matter what you guys were doing, you were just bobsledding because it was so slick there and to climb up back up out of that i was really worried about that for a minute for a hot minute i was concerned it, it wasn't fun but there was a point where we had to struggle dude up there took, took a couple took a couple passes to get up yeah you for just sure. cruised up that last time i got lucky dude you know my you know my mentality <laughs> i think we all got lucky that day that was not a yeah, we can just go down this and get back up. That was, uh, we need to turn around before we get into some 
and and folks, we we did have the Onyx, and what's kind of funny about Onyx, the trail that we were on was a true blue blown-in moto trail, um, but it showed that we were off by quite a bit, and we, the Onyx showed it staying up high that one time, and we looked, and there was no fucking way that that trail went up high. I don't, I, I was a little bit confused with that, but we could have kept going quite a few more miles. And we would have had to drop down into this one way, way down into this alpine lake and then climb up out and then drop away off on the other side. And then supposedly catch a county road or a two-track back. But not knowing the, the area that well, I think we all, I personally think we all made a, a good decision by turning around and not dropping off that last big drop. Yeah. Because sure. if we would have made that last big drop. You're committed at that point. We were, we were committed 100%. And... I think we all would have got out. Would have been a minute, I think. But yeah, it would have been a minute. It would have been cold. It would have been five miles of hell all over again Mm -hmm. towards the end, you know. But it was probably a good decision. Uh, And that's part of the Abbey training that me and Brian and Jim and everybody that we ride sleds with has taken is making good decisions like that of knowing when, like, okay, this is not the best idea yeah could we make it out yeah, yeah. been enough in the back country we yeah. had plenty of water food warm gear but i think we made a smart decision that first day oh, yeah. because it was we still had the whole week to ride yeah. so why waste that was day one and we were i'm you know i'm happy we decided to turn around personally yeah. i mean folks we were we were loaded to if we needed to stay out there we could have stayed out there we had everything to start a fire we had everything we needed to do to get dry and whatnot but not really knowing you know knowing a hundred percent exactly what was on the other side i'm glad we decided because if we would have dropped like i said that last one dropped down to that last alpine lake there was no fucking getting out of that no i mean we would have it would have taken a long fucking time. <laughs> we'd end up riding dirt bikes back to the motel <laughs> <laughs> yeah but probably didn't didn't inspire my confidence when we were back on that last ridge and the wolves were howling yeah that was that was that was so cool and i thought i i thought my phone was recording i'm an idiot but it wasn't recording and you know they were they were singing quite the tune that was it was that was some cool country i mean it's high alpine thick steep and deep some good stuff though second day was awesome yeah um just down in afton Rode that one. Was it? Yeah, because the third day was Idaho side. Okay. And then that last day was the Idaho again. Okay. So Afton was when... That was that one that climbed through the... Uh, we had really good weather all day that day. Yeah. And then we that did a great big loop, right? And we said, fuck it, let's do the switchback. Let's do the climb now. We, yeah, we were shooting right, for right? that loop. And so we decided to do the climb. Yeah. Because I knew at the end of the day my hand was going to be shot for clutch work. Yeah. So that was a quick... That was steep. <laughs> that was probably the steepest thing I've ever been that on. That was steep. Folks, we, we rode some steep shit. Marilla would have liked that one. Oh, yeah. Um, there was... Um, we um, we came across... That was that was the day that we came across that... Uh, that... Uh, what the heck was it? Uh, that tree that was down yeah and I was out tree. front and 
I was kind of a little bit riding off my front fender a little bit. I just seen the, the, the all the tracks start ripping straight up. And I'm like, what the hell? The trail was right there, but there was a really huge tree that had fallen down. So the people that had been riding it were shooting up and then trying to skirt around the edge of the where the, the tree root and everything had, had come out of the ground. I don't know how many feet up the hill that was, but I, it's been 30 feet up the hill. I holler back on the oxbow. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You know, hold up, guys, hold up. There's a tree down. And I got turned back around, got back with the guys, and Jim had came through, and he just went past me. He didn't see you. I told him on the radio. I was like, when you see where you got to turn up left, you give all that shirko has got. Give it everything it's got. And he, either we didn't communicate or I don't know what the hell happened, but he went up and tried to get across the log. The, the tree, that fucking thing was huge. That was a good four Which we did get him across eventually. That was a lot of work. But I went back to Mikey. I said, this is where the t- it's going. And I said, that 250 better have You better give her all she's got. So we, I flipped my bike around. We, I ripped it third, carrying serious momentum, and grabbed second right as you go into the climb to get up around the, where the tree had fallen over. And, folks, it was so steep that it the literally second gear was like, and I grabbed first. Yeah, front wheel's trying to come up over the top of me. My whole fat ass is over the front of the bars, not putting much on the rear tire. And I made it just enough up to where I could skirt across. And then I kind of had to jump off the up, uphill side and kind of skirt the bike around the, where the tree had come over. And here comes Mikey ripping that KTM. Just it's like we made it, but. That shit straight up. Yeah. And then it kept going up from there. Yeah. And then we just kept climbing just and climbing and climbing and climbing. after that? And we already done two miles up? Yeah. I I could probably look on my Onyx and see that elevation change there. It was, it was gnarly. It goes from pretty sweet, like, flowy alpine to, like, straight up on this kind yeah. of did. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, like you said just a little bit ago, I'm glad we decided to get yeah. that climb out of the way because... When we looped way the fuck down, I did have to ride a little bit of road, and then we got on some super flowy two-track that eventually turned into that single track, and then from that point forward, we were kind of descending back down into that, like, valley, mm-hmm. and that was just, we got some, that's on, I got some of your GoPro footage following me through there, and folks, it was just uh, super flowy and super fun, and it was, it was cool. I liked it. It was rad. I just like that we could climb from, like, valley floor and into that sweet high alpine meadow, like, bowls, go up over one. Yeah. And that cutoff, dropping down that, that was steep, too. Yeah. That was steeper. Uh, But, like, being able to go from, like, high alpine, super sweet view into another one. Yeah. And then down into that and back out into another one. Yep. That was some of the coolest riding. Puts... A lot of places that we've ridden the shame as yeah, far as scenery. For sure. Definitely challenging trails. Beautiful country. First Beautiful part country. of that cutoff with all the roots in it. Oh, all I the know. switchbacks that yeah. we hit. And then that. Yep. Mm. Yeah, there's the roots. There's some gnarly sections up there that, I mean, we were all just, oh, just loving the shit out of. There's some technical stuff up there. There's some. Fast and flowy. Fast and flowy. High Alpine. Beautiful country. The. I think the best part of the third day, we went up to Idaho, which is literally just up the road, 10, 15 minutes. We yeah. rode that big loop. 
Yeah, where we rode in, the, we started in Idaho, looped into Wyoming. That's the one we tried to. <laughs> yeah. When we got Jim pissed off at us because Jim's Jim. got a brand new truck, Sorry, brand Jim. spanking new truck, got temp tags still on it. And Mikey and I are in the snowflake, which we can beat the shit out of that thing. We don't care. But uh, hey, this road will take us to this trailhead, we which will take us to the trail we want to ride. My well, bad. <laughs> that road is not ready. It's. It's being improved right now. Yeah, the Forest it's, Service it's an old there. two track that's grown in like some. Day. So they're they flag it out and they're gonna cut in a nice road, but it was not nice when we went up there. So. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. Yeah, Jim was like waving back there, like, "What the fuck are we doing?" I'm like, "I'm not taking my truck any further." Yeah. It says we can get to the trail. I don't care. I'm not taking it in here. <laughs> but once we did actually get to the trailhead, I realized I forgot gas. Oh yeah, that was that day. <laughs> we get up there, and we didn't have to drive that much further. It was literally a stone's throw. Um, it's twenty minutes from the motel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. Even if you drive the speed limit, you don't even have to pull balls out. But Mikey forgot to top off gas. Um, top off gas, and what the fuck did I forget? You and went and got gas. Oh, well, we went and got gas. Oh, you forgot your socks. And I fucking forgot my fucking knee brace socks. We yeah. go back the second time up there. Get out. We start getting dressed. I'm like, motherfucker, I forgot my knee brace socks. Well, I'm going back. I'm not riding without knee brace. I'm not riding in ankle socks and knee braces. So went back to town and went back up. Kind of got a, you know, we were, that only put us an hour and a half behind our right. schedule. We're still riding by 10, 30, 11. <clears throat> That trail was fun. That trail had some cool, rocky, rooty stuff. Rad. The beginning was kind of fast and flowy, and then in and out of some boulder fields, yeah. up a valley, and then we got into that bear brush again. Yeah. Everywhere Ooh, you go surprise. up there, there's bear brush, dude. It's thick. You know, I you know the only there was only what two times, three times that I was genuinely where you'd smell, you just yeah, smell that scary. rank, and it's like. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Please don't be. And then and there was times like when I would be following you, and I would try to stay on your ass as best I could. But when I would like bobble a little bit and lose you in that thick ass brush, I was over revving a couple times because just to be noisy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just mum, 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 rev it up a little bit just because it's like, folks, that was in the back of my mind pretty much every time because like. I've never ridden in gnarly bear country yeah, before. Yeah, it's some thick bear brush, too. You know, like, every corner, you're just panicked. But that uh, that fiasco trip, that was day two, right? Uh, Idaho that looped us into Wyoming and then back into Idaho. That was day three. What was day three? What the yeah. fuck did we do on day two? Day two was down in Afton. That was that Oh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. Sorry, folks. See? Kevin's a little old. Dude, I'd spend so, if we ride and we want to do a fucking show, that's why we should be doing a show. <laughs> we haven't rode in a long time. I mean, the last yeah, time I think I rode with Mikey was in October. I think. Sure or September. It's October. Maybe. I don't remember. I haven't like rode a lot. I, I, I haven't even rode a whole lot lately. A little bit of turn track shit. But um, that trail was. Super I think, awesome. personally, that was probably my favorite because I had the more of the. Kind of chunky monkey stuff and some stuff that was kind of a little more tactical. I think the exposure going up into that first high alpine meadow, mm -hmm. that was probably 
some pretty good exposure. Yeah. It was like you're 10 feet above the trail that you just came up on on the switchback. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking down, and you're 10 feet below me. Yeah. And I'm literally putting my hand on the hillside. Yeah, steep as fuck. And leaning into the hill just to, like, try and get video. Yeah. Which is scary and stupid. Is that the one where we were parked and there was a horse trailer and a truck parked? Which day was that? Or which, that was the... That was Afton. Yeah, that was down in Afton. The Afton one, yeah. That was that super rad one that had the lawn down. Yeah. And the guy on the horse. Uh, and, then, and the kid packing out. Mm-hmm. That kid with his pack team, or he only had one pack meal, but it was kind of it was kind of cool to see that guy. The kid was good with his horse and his, and his meal, too. We, we, I mean, we, as soon as we seen him, bikes off. Shut him off and gave him a hundred percent of the trail. And yeah, I just he was super. Him. He was a super cool dude, young just kid that was him. just up there guiding. And you know, looks like he could live back there if he wanted to. But knew what he was doing. That's for sure. I wouldn't ride a horse on that. Fuck, that's deep, dude. <laughs> you know, horse gets spooked, man. You, you yeah. downhill side to that is a long fucking way he's down. It's steep as fuck. That mule got scared and fell down the hill a little bit. Oh yeah, when I was trying to get around Jimbo. Yeah. Got a little scared, but then it just stood up, and yep. dude was super calm, and the mule came back up, and off yeah. they went. And off they went. That's some steep stuff. Um, that was... That was a good one. It's some steep country, and the trails are just different, because you get the sweet scenery, but yeah. you got to work for it. Yeah, for sure. And it it's steep, but it's got the technical in it, mm-hmm. so like... Those trails, I would definitely give, like, a harder rating to. Oh, yeah. If we were rating trails right now, mm-hmm. but we're mm-hmm. not. No. But those were, they had the exposure, which is, like, consequence if you bobble, which you did a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming back down a few times. Yeah. Uh, that's a long way down to the river. It is. And you're going to get hurt. It's going to be a real bitch to get your bike back up. Oh, yeah. That fucking shit's burnt. I was definitely being a little cautious on some of that stuff. Yeah. Another thing too, and you know, for those nature types, which I'd, I'd love to see cool country. Uh, there was a lot of waterfalls too. Yeah. Some cool waterfalls and creeks that just running off here and there. You know, if we were to slow down and take a little, we, were, we weren't really going balls out. We weren't racing no. nobody by no means, but taking plenty of breaks and enjoying the scenery. But, um, there's a lot of cool stuff if you just slow down for a minute and just take a look. It's like those fucking mushrooms that were as big around as your fucking head, you know. Yeah, some of those things wicked big. Just cool country, just some cool stuff that you don't see up here, you know. And it's when you get used to riding here in Albany, you're used to what's at Albany, or you're used to what's in northern Colorado. And then when you go to a different place that has all kinds of different cool stuff, it's like that's badass. It's super awesome, and the the trails were pretty clear of trees. Yeah, we cut so, that one out. That yeah, we cut one. the one, but I think that one had just fallen recently. Yeah, and then um, uh, there was that big one. There was no fucking way we were cutting no. that big one out. That fucker was huge. It was as big as around as your couch. Late in the season. Yeah, so. Super healthy forest, too. Yeah, thick. Thick. Super thick. Didn't have the beetle kill like we have down here. No, none. Well, if it did, it didn't nearly as Minimal. Yeah. Yeah, it was just different. And then, uh, yeah, the last day was Idaho. Uh, just outside of whatever town that is. The, uh, 
Sweet little cabin we stayed at. Sleepy Swan. Jones. Swan Valley. Swan Valley. Yeah. yeah. So we rode. Oh, we only wanted to do like 20 miles that day because we were debating the night before if we were going to ride hard or what we wanted to do. Well, what had happened, folks, is we, I talked to you know, and Brian, we didn't know Brian's bike was going to be as, as fucked up as it was. I and mean, we were all kind of like, what are we going to do? And it was back and forth with tense. Uh, Jimbo, you know, he's going to be in his camper no matter what, you know, that's, that's his M.O. And I, I told the Despain brothers, I'm like, there's no fucking way my old ass is going to be in a tent at a campground for, you know, a week straight. I'm not going to do it. I'd like to have a hot tub. I'd like to have a hot shower. But so I kind of on a quick shot got that one motel that we got, but the guy couldn't rent it to us for the entire time that we originally had planned. So that's why we were so we were like, we were going to come back early, and then Jim's like, hey, what if we just do one more day if Mikey finds another place? And that's when you found that place in uh, Idaho, Idaho Swan, Swan, Swan Valley. Yeah, yeah, Sleepy Jay Cabins. Look them up. Really cool place. They're really good. It's a really good deal and she super waited, nice. Uh, she waited a little bit for us because I know it was a Friday, and she probably wanted to go home. Yeah. But she stayed a little bit later yeah. for us. Text me throughout the day. Yeah. While we were out motoing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, while we were out having fun, this young lady went ahead and stayed over a little bit so we can get checked into this place. It was it was cool for her to do that. Well worth it, though. Yeah. It was it's a really cool place. Really nice. Super nice. Right off the highway. We were the, we were definitely the uh, fish out of the water there, mm-hmm. though, because it was all flyer fishermen. <laughs> for sure. Everybody that was there, there was maybe one family that was traveling from California or some shit. I don't know. They would... They look like the, you know, modern day National Lampoon Christmas, or, you know, vacation family, but uh, a lot of fly fishermen up there. We were kind of like some dirt bag, dirt bike riders. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. That cabin was super nice, though. Yeah. We're glad we got it. That drive back lot night was sucked. Yeah, I was, there, you know, that was the other thing. I was, there's no way I wanted to go ride because not knowing the country, not knowing the terrain, you know, we can get on a. You know, we've talked about this before. One guy says a, a black. One guy says a, you know, a green. But who knows what the fuck if we would have? Oh, let's go ride this intermediate trail that's rated a three. Maybe the guy that rated a three is sick and twisted in the head. Yeah. And it's a ten to us. So that's I really didn't want to go try to log in 10, 20, 30 miles maybe, and then try to drive back to Wyoming. I just didn't want to do it. That's why we got that motel and. So we motoed. <laughs> Told the young lady, we're like, we're going to go moto. Super awesome moto day. And then we're going to check in. We'll try to get there as early as we can. She stayed probably an hour over her shift, probably. Yeah, I'd say so. We got there at like 5, 5.30. And it's a small town, so yeah. it's not like we expected them you know, to do that, but that was very nice of them. Yeah, super nice. Um, but the trails up there. I dig them, dude. Fast and flowy. Oh, yeah. The, the Idaho trip was super fast, which I didn't mind. I was ready. Um, some of those climbs that we did, I switched back to my fucking clutch. It was, yeah, <laughs> it's steep. I'm telling you, folks, if our last days, if that little Idaho rip would have been as steep and as deep as our first couple days, I would have been like, fuck. I kind of was happy. I was kind of happy to see that it was super fast and super flowy. Yeah. 
I'm sure there's some tech up there. Oh, um, you know, I Idaho, you, know you know, Idaho's got some gnarliest yeah. shit, but we just haven't wrote it yet. Not I yet. was just tickled as fuck that it was kind of a casual fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> well, we tried to be casual, but that didn't work out. <laughs> so we had a little incident with a plumbing system on a camper. Oh yeah, fuck! I forgot yes. about that. And you know that was another thing about when. All right, do you remember whatever day it was? I'm fucking up the days. Where we did the Idaho into Wyoming and back into Idaho trip. Mm-hmm. That was a day. Driving in there, all those campsites that are set up along that river. Yeah. Fucking gorgeous. Folks, I'm telling you, it looks like these people go in, or it's manicured lawns and everything's perfect. It's nice. It's super nice everywhere you go. Just be mindful, though, if you do go up there. There is free-range cattle, so yeah, just be mindful. Um, and then in the Idaho, when we were driving to find a spot for our last day up there, on our easy ride day, um, it was just campers here and there. and it was It's like they go in and they level the fuck out of that shit. And then they just make it really super nice. I don't know. There was cattle rubbing up on that one guy's camper, this big old fifth wheel camper. I don't know if he was a hunter that left his shit up there for his hunting camp or whatever. And that one cow was just rubbing up on the side of his camper like a <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> like, oh shit. Had a little itch. But yeah, that was a good trail. And because I forgot gas that day before, <laughs> poor Jim, after the camper fiasco forgot to put gas in we were just excited to go ride the last day and have some fun yeah well going back to the camper fiasco folks we we found a kind of a cool spot to pull into but it was to get jim has what year is that camper it's It's a cool old camper it's an old one though it's a low one uh fits in perfect it just works yeah but it's low slung and you know uh to get it into some kind of questionable areas is you got to be you gotta be on your toes. Yeah. We were about ready to rip his whole septic system out because he was just trying to get to that one. Just like, fuck. Yeah, we were just trying to get him forward. Stacking rocks to try to get the tires up on rocks for, to get it out of the hole. If he'd have been a foot to the left, yeah. it wouldn't have had an issue. But we got him out. Yeah, we did. It just added another hour, and it was like, oh. And then, you know, and then my brain starts clicking. It's like, fuck, is this a sign? Right. Is this a sign that we should just fucking chill right here and not do anything today? No. But we didn't, and we went ahead and motored, and it was super cool. We Um, got 20-some miles, and then Jim ran... We would have got more, I think. I think we were were geared up, because the trails were, on that particular part, super easy and flowy. So we we were ready to rack up some miles. But then Jim hollers on the radio. Ep, ep, ep. Hold up, hold up. My bike died. I'm like, what? Fire back on the Oxbow. What you got, dude? Uh, my bike just died. Uh, okay, just a second, Mike. He's hauling ass. I got to try to catch him. He goes, I think I ran out of gas. I'm like, <laughs> fuck. Because if his bike died, foul plug or some weird little thing that we could kind of redneck fix on the trail, didn't bother me one bit. You know, until he said, I'm out of gas. I'm like, fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. That's going to be a bitch. It happens. So, haul ass. Catch up to Mikey. She was waiting at a split. And uh, told him the situation. And then 
Jim so like, hey man, I, got, I put her on reserve. I got, I think he tips it over and got the rest of the fuel on one side of the tank. Yeah. Over to the pickup. And uh, he made his way slowly to us and we waited there. And, and uh, we got him going again. We did some ingenuity. Yeah. What, what the fuck you guys, what did you guys nickname that? The, the French Tickler. The French Tickler. <laughs> Took my Shurko, stood it up on a, I don't know, a waist high down tree, rode it, or didn't ride it up there, we lifted it up there. And then uh, took a lot of hose from, vent hose from this and the connector from this and hooked the petcock, started draining and transferring fuel and... We were like, okay, mileage-wise, if I'm in a half a tank, what, you know, just above a half a tank, if I give him that quarter, fuck, we might still not make it back. There was kind of that question there. It's like, shit. Okay, then we were on the Onyx off-road, folks. You should download that. It's really good shit. Um, what if we take this route? And we did have a plan there for a minute to where you were going to haul ass. Mm-hmm. And we were going to take the other drop. It was all descending down to a two-track that would have put us up the county road a long fucking ways. But you were going to go on the single track, double back, connect into where we were, and double back on some stuff that we were on earlier. And you were going to get a gallon jug or whatever we could find because I still had my jugs in my truck mm-hmm. with some premix. Then you were going to beat feet down that track or the county road and hopefully we'd run into each other but we we decided to say let's gamble it and we did single track all the way back and yeah. he just turned her off and let her coast on all the downhills and we made it back just fine two guys that rolled up on yeah, us. yeah yeah i forgot about that well we got one bike on the log and they're looking at us like we're stupid <laughs> i know those guys are like what the fuck is going on here told them what happened just talked to him for a bit and actually knew about the albany trail which yeah. was cool i put that on one of my stories it was they knew about because we told them where we were from and they're like oh well there's a trail down there that we've always been told to go right if we ever make it southeastern wyoming yep and we're like yeah that's that's our that's our gig that's our that's our backyard man so the albany trail is kind of famous you know if y'all want to come out come on yeah, out um and they'd heard about the bike rescue that your brother and Shane and I did. The Beta three ninety. Yeah. It's crazy that these guys they were from Idaho. That. They were from Idaho and they heard about the Beta three ninety giveaway bike, if you will. <laughs> the rescue bike that we went in and helped this kid from back east somewhere. Uh we got it out of the woods for him and he said, You guys can have it. It's yours. I don't want it. Yeah, speak of the devil, uh, Shane Wood, who helps keep the Albany Trail open, just wanted to know about Oxbow radios. Oh. I just got the, uh, their latest version. I just got one of those yesterday. No. Yep, I just got that one. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny, though, just to be out there in the middle of Idaho, the nowhere, and you guys have heard about the beta. Yeah. The guy was, the older gentleman was on a, uh... Husaberg. Older Husaberg that was immaculate shape. Um, and then the kid that he was writing, or the younger gentleman that he was writing with, not kid, but uh, he was on a brand spanking new KTM 300, I think, XC. I think. Yeah. 
And the dude with the hoosie, he was like, dude, I'll give you gas. If you guys ain't got enough gas, I got more than enough gas. This is the loop I'm going to do. This like, nah, I think we'll make it. And we followed those guys out. Most of the way. Yeah, most yeah, of the I way. Think, I think we cut off down towards that two track, which I'm glad we did. Yeah. That was a super fun single track. Yeah. Fast. Well, and then there was that one point, too. We, we stopped and waited for Jim to show up. It was like we were at a, a fork in the trail. And if we took one route, they would have looped us back to the route that we came in on earlier in the day. But Mikey and Jim were like, you know, Jim's like, I'm still doing okay on gas. And I looked at mine, I'm still doing okay. And we're like, you know, as the crow flies, we really weren't that far, far. So we did that one. Well, we haven't been down this one. Fuck it. Let's go down this one. Yeah. Which was cool. It was, it was pretty easy. But it was, it was good. It was just fast. Yeah. But there were some parts we were going probably a little faster than we showed up, but... Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. There was that one... Uh, Mikey and I were playing leapfrog, you know. He'd get out front, I'd get out front. We're just... Ah, just... It was super fast. And, uh... I seen a split coming up. And I said, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get him on the left. Nah, wrong choice, dude. <laughs> I'm like, open up the shirt, go... Bah! And there was a down tree that was maybe eight inches around... I couldn't. I was in too tall of a gear. I think I was in fourth gear. Tried to rock and lift the front wheel, and she didn't lift. And I plowed right into that fucker. And he just kept on meow. It's like, all right, you're gonna fucking ragdoll here in a minute. Epler, just stop. I was on the move, bud. We had gas, and we were at it back. But that was pretty much end of the trip, dude. That was good for the gnarly stuff we did. We pushed probably way harder in those first three days. Then we pushed all season. As far yeah. as like technical, because it's it was physically demanding. Yeah. Uh, as far as like the trails we rode, which I'm yeah. glad we did. Yeah. When we, whichever day it was, you know better than me. When we decided let's do the climb, that would be day two. Yeah, that was day two. We said fuck it. We're at the junction right now. We just passed where. Um, you, we either climb hard right here and then kind of have a better ride out coming out or we have to climb and then drop away the fuck off this thing and, and then group voted so let's do the climb and probably halfway through that climb I was like holy shit <laughs> this is insane dude I'm like oh my god and I was I was a whoop pup by the time we, we crested the summit I was whooped I was like holy shit but the latter half of it allowed you to not be as Tense and nerved up and whatnot, but that's good shit, man. Super good stuff. Yeah. I can't wait to go back. I hope we can, you know, we always pipe dream rides every winter. We get, you know, chomping at the bit about doing rides here, there, and everywhere. And I'd love to make that one if we could, if it works out, you know, financially and, and logistically for jobs and all that stuff. I'd, I definitely love to try to do a group right up there every year, dude. For sure. I like, you know, we didn't get to get hooked up with uh, AA Ron. Yeah, he was out at uh, Heydays. That would be, an, uh, uh, you know, I bet he could probably show some stuff that. Um, He's not too far from there. Yeah. He's over in uh, Shelley, yeah. Idaho area. And, and which folks. isn't too far. He's a super, super good dude. If you guys ever get a chance to ride with him, he's a super good dude. Yeah, sluds too. Yeah. He's wanting us to come up this winter. 
Right you guys to come up this winter, not me. Still trying to get this guy out of snow. It ain't gonna happen, Holmes. But yeah, he uh, he was out at Heydays. The timing just didn't work out because we had to put the trip off a couple times because of Brian's ordeal. But it was a good time. And that's uh, Aaron Case, in case you're wondering, you can look him up. I'm sure we've plugged in his Insta before, but I'll do it again. He is a guide for Stable Mountains, I believe. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one sec. It's Aaron Case. Uh, it is at Spartic Case, S-P-A-R-T-I-C-A-S-E. Uh, super rad dude. We met him down in the dirt bike rally uh, in Green River when he was our guide the first day. Super rad dude. Uh, I would have loved to ride those trails with him. Hopefully get a ride sleds with him this winter. Because he was probably one of the most legit, just down to earth, cool guys. And it some people that gets lost on them. They uh, they just want to go fast. That was our day two guide. Oh, now yeah, we're going back two. to guides. That's our other guide, which I think he's associated with uh, Aaron too. Yeah, so DJ Super Osborne, good dudes. Uh, it's O-S-B-O-R-N-E-R-E-A-D-Y on Instagram. Super awesome dude. He's also a sledder, but uh, really good dirt biker as well. He was cool. And uh, yeah, so that was the Idaho Wyoming trip that we did. Um, highly recommend it. We'll probably be up there next year. Hopefully, somebody wants to ride with us at some point. <laughs> We're not, we're not that terrible. We're going to take you on shit that you probably don't want to be on, but that's what you sign up for if you want to ride with us. We're not guides. We just want to go out and ride with some more people, make more connections in the moto community. For sure. 100%. Yeah. Um, so that was, yeah, basically our trip up there. The rest of the season was just spent up here at Albany. I would I also want to throw down, um, everywhere we stayed... Super cool people. And what was our restaurant that we ended up eating at almost every time? It was, we dubbed it the Moose Knuckle, but it was the uh, Moose Lodge. Food was super awesome. Super Service good. was great. Uh, they had that live band. Live band playing. That was fun. We should have stayed for it, but we had moto stuff to do, yeah. so we went back to the hotel. Like right across the street from us, so it was a good time. And yeah, it's not like Alpine's a big city. No, I think it's Every, population population of eight hundred and something, something like nine hundred or some shit like that. But it's on the intersection of two highways. Mm-hmm. A lot of traffic through there, so you can get your gas, food, yeah. all that, like within walking distance. Yes. Yeah. Dog friendly motel that we stayed yeah. at. Yeah, Dakota Bear had a good time. Made lots nice. of friends. Yeah, a couple dogs out there you got to play with. Yeah, some guys that were. Straight out of Mexico. Yeah, that was, were they even 
construction somewhere up there. They were plumbers. Were they plumbers? <laughs> Conveniently. Yeah. Talked to them for a minute. They were cool. A uh, little bit of a language barrier, but was able to talk to them. And yeah, super chill. Super fun. They were super nice. Yeah. But it was just cold. <laughs> <laughs> Said, I don't, yeah, it is cold. Yeah. Um, I think overall, just that whole experience was great. People, food, the writing, the scenery. Yeah. It was just really good. I, I liked it a lot of it. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was different. Yeah. It was a lot, a lot different than like the two trips that me and Brian made down to Taylor Park. Those were, that was fun, yeah. but it was, uh, I don't know, it's just different up here in Wyoming, I guess. Yeah. Not trying to say that Taylor Park doesn't have good stuff or great scenery, which they do. Uh, it's just different up there. People aren't in a hurry. Mm-mm. The I don't know. It's just fun. It's a yeah. lot of fun. But the end of the season, though, I think we had a lot of fun that whole end of September into October. Brian just got his uh, jug back recently, so. That's nice, but yeah, that's super. Unfortunately, the admiral is still down. So hashtag free the admiral. <laughs> that's our new campaign for uh, Wyo Troop Two Thirteen. If you see it on the story, tag it. Hashtag free the admiral. Free the admiral. Help him get the admiral going again, <laughs> so we can add sleds. Because uh, we're starting to get snow now. Yeah. <laughs> Up here, I got stuck down in. Fort Collins for Thanksgiving. I think it was 40 that morning when I left with Jen. Mm-hmm. Great Thanksgiving dinner at her parents' house. And then start driving back up and the road's closed. Yeah. Just goes to show you the area we live in. No She's very no. unique. No shit. We're going to be 40 some degrees on one today or Thursday, yeah. I think. And then back to snow and then yeah. probably up in the back 50s. And forth, back and forth, back yeah. But we got the canyon been having some fun up there yeah. a couple times up there at bd jim uh we put some stuff on the south side lately yeah. you'll like it i like the south side south side's got more yeah. shit to offer personally it's got more trees too some hill we've been something. going literally straight by where we park on that little dog leg and then up on the rock face right there mm-hmm. on the ledge that yep mariah so if you follow that all the way out and then get on that hillside. Mm-hmm. Super awesome because you can go like straight up, and then you do all these sweet pivot turns and look mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. I came. I brought Markle down that the other day, the last time, and I rode with Markle up in the canyon, and we kind of plotted some stuff out on the north side. Um, we did some boondocking and exploring on the south side, and uh, he put away the electric bike. Thank God. Um, <laughs> We could talk about it too if you want to. That was a fucking. Inter- I mean, it's cool but not cool. If that yeah. makes sense to you guys, it is cool, um, but it's not. But yeah, like where we parked, that big kind of bullish side hill right there. I brought him down that. We just switched back. Like a motherfucker come down that. Okay. Holy shit! Yeah, we've been putting at least me and Brian. Uh, tried to get an established trail like down low that goes up the hill down the hill mm-hmm. all the way up back down uh, the video i sent you 
Or you didn't send me a video, brother. Oh, I gotta send it to you. Um, you sent me a picture and I could barely see a bike, and I was like, uh, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's kind of cool. We found a little goalie to go up. Yeah. Pretty cool. The canyon's gonna be. It's gonna be your, well, Pawnee Canyon. Unless we head way south. Yeah. I'd like to do some Penrose stuff just to go down there and just fucking mob that shit for a minute. Um, just only because I haven't ridden there. I haven't either. Um, yeah, Canyon's going to be... I'm going to stud up again. I took my fucking stud up. Yeah, we should talk about winter. What are we... if, you, if you want to, we can talk about whatever the fuck you want, bro. So, wintertime riding on dirt bikes. Usually, for me, I put the dirt bike away around end of November, beginning of December. Uh, depends on snowpack. But last year, because the snow wasn't terrible it wasn't great um on some money job yeah had to kind of limit my riding on the sled it's expensive in the winter time yeah um but got some decent rides in i think i got probably a total of 10 hours yeah. in the winter which really isn't that bad mm -hmm. that's pretty good that at least kept me on the bike and doing yeah. something yeah but I was living out by Pawnee, so that was 15, 20 minutes yeah. from my house. Super close. But it's fun out there. I, I like the time. I mean, you got to just be a little creative. You know what Definitely. I mean? Definitely. It's, I think just with our skill level, it's hard to make that place, like, interesting. <laughs> Unless, like you said, you're being creative. Because if you're just an average guy that goes out there, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. But if you're like... Yeah. One of these sure. guys that loves riding and yeah. you're good. When you go out there, you're probably going to be disappointed. You're right with that. I mean, I'm not disappointed just because we have something that we can ride all winter. It does get way cooler when there's a shit ton of snow and go break oh, snow. It's so fun. On dirt bikes. Break little mini cornices with dirt bikes. But you can just get a little creative. I mean, like um, me, you, and your brother... Shit, that was a year ago that we did that. The double, the devil's ass crack. When you guys were down in that bottom, I got videos. Oh, yeah. Gnarly ass ravines that just got these little runoff cracks and trucks in them. And the Spains are going to like, I think that's a pretty good line. We're going to go up that. <laughs> like, okay, fuck, I'll video it. That didn't work. <laughs> Better try another one. I bet if we go over there. Well, you just went. Did I... you go with. Did I went you just with Slicedown. Uh, uh, Hayden was supposed to go, but couldn't make it, so I ended up. Uh, I drove out there, and then Hayden, for some reason, couldn't make it, so it ended up just being me, Slaystone, and Mariah. Slaystone couldn't get his bike running. It sucked. But, well, it was fun. I can't wait to go back. I haven't gone there yet. I want to go back soon. To see, like, in that really crook section, was a year and a half ago, or whatever the fuck it was, that you and your brother were making two different gnarly, the devil's ass crack. Mm -hmm. I want to see if people are starting to make that line instead of it's just us. That's you know, if, you know, eventually if people see a moto track, going, oh, let's try this, and if people start doing it, or if it's just our dumbasses. I tried to go, it, or at least went into it, and it's blown out. It's blown out. <laughs> I'm talking like it's a straight up like six foot wall now. So. Oh man, 
<laughs> we'll try it. We'll go yeah. back out there. Yeah. You just got to be creative if you're going to ride Pawnee. And then when the, when the two feet of snow are on it, it's like pretty fucking fun. I think the the thing I like about going out there, um, I don't recommend like going every weekend. No. Because you wear yourself out, but you know, once, yeah. twice, three times during the winter. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And then as it gets into like April, um, it's still fun. Yeah. But, you know, April, it's towards the end of the season. Yeah, that's yeah. when we just come up here to the canyon. Yeah. But there is good stuff out there. There's uh It's in a big draw. And so the sides, and it's weird, are, like, cliffed out. They're not super tall. And I think the biggest one is maybe 20 feet tall. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. But if you're not good at, like, riding on side hills that whole like north side you can ride down that draw on an off camber side mm-hmm, hill mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and get good at both ways so it's yep. it's good a little practice yeah area. it's just something you can use super good for beginners mm-hmm. um really good for beginners actually you know you know um because it's Got some super easy peasy roly poly stuff that they can kind of oh here's a little meaty hill climb that they can you know, they can work on clutch work or brake work or whatever up down or whatever and, and then there is some little ravines that are just steep and tight and crooked and that we like that's our dumbasses go try to find the most retarded line that we can find out there and make it into a regular line. So you didn't keep us entertained. You didn't want to do my crusty demon hill last time. <sighs> Dude, I'm... That was a little... Dude, I'm telling you, man. It's something about... That was a little big. I've been trying to do... When I get a minute... If I can get my... Motivation up... To go out to the North Track. I did get a membership at the Laramie Dirt Riders Track. Which... If, they, if they're listening... Which I'm pretty sure they're not... They're going to get pissed at me. Because they, they suck. Sorry, but... You got all this. I know there's a lot of money in that bank account. Uh, let's do some work on that track. And there's equipment out there. You give me keys to all that shit. I'll go out there and prep that fucking track. I'll go out there with you. The turn track, I'll turn it into a full-blown GP track. You know what I mean? Uh, but trying to go out and... That's what I've been doing lately. Just trying to go out and motivate myself to do turn track stuff and just kind of keep an edge on. Right. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty fucking boring. But going back to your crusty demons and shit, every time I go out, I'll start. All right, fuck it, let's Epler, let's get back in your rhythm. Let's hit all these gainers. Let's hit. Let's hit. They filled in the triple that used to be out there, so it's just a ginormous tabletop. I'm not even doing that. <laughs> the rhythm sections, I just yeah, start the one rhythm, double in, and then it's like oh, fuck it, just roll them on. Fuck it, I. I and I shouldn't be that way. I should get back to that comfort zone of ripping everything out there. And then Maybe. I don't know, man. I just don't want to hurt myself anymore. I hurt myself. My hamstring. <laughs> my hamstring. The infamous hamstring. Fucking ankles killing me. My ribs. Yeah. You name it, dude. You just either need to shit or get off the pot and get in shape or I don't know. I got a gym membership finally. Which gym are you at? Uh, Planet Fitness. Oh, I'm at the. 
I don't remember the name of it. Laramie Fitness. I'm in Laramie Fitness. Shut it down. Just start going to Planet Fitness. Yeah. It's like pulling teeth to me. And then after about a month, when I finally get in the rhythm, then I'm good with it, and then something happens. No, we'll keep you safe. I spent, like, most of my teenage years in a gym, dude, so you'll be safe. No. <laughs> Planet Fitness, I got... That was at the height of your scamdemic. And I had a cough. <coughs> kind of like what I got now. Which, dude, by the way, since still... you licked the bat, you've had a cough. Fuck you and the fucking licking the bat, You know bat, what we dude. called that trail now? Up right. there at the canyon? Oh, I can. I can only imagine. Called the bat cave. Oh, I thought we already. I thought we already decided that. I thought you guys maybe came up with some other fucking. No, we made it official. It's not just the Bat Cave. Yeah. The poor little dude. You guys said he died. You guys found him dead, which kind of makes me sad because he was just one of Mother Nature's little creatures that just wanted to hang out with the homies when we were on your Sherco. Yeah, well, that's a fucking Sherco, bro. <laughs> you you blame him, dude. He's like, fuck yeah, check out that fucking badass ride right there. <laughs> He'd have ran the poor guy over. He just would not get off the tire. That's why. I, Pulled him with gloves on. Pulled him off my tire, and I even used my backup gloves. I didn't even use my regular gloves. I don't know. I got sick as fuck after that. So there is a little bit of coincidence there. I don't know. <laughs> this is how superheroes are made. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's probably a little late in your career. Of <laughs> yeah, it's life way to late in my start career. Start being a superhero, but it can Speaking be done. <laughs> at the end of our podcast, we will talk about late in career shit. Because I told Mikey last night I came over to him and Jen's place, and then I've got some weird. We'll talk about it at the end of the okay. podcast about um, what I want to do. So, so like winter riding is just like Pawnee. Um, as far as like tires, I've never studded up. We'll stud you up. This it works, dude. Race day, it's Rain Man, aka Rain Man. We, we used to do it all the time. It was just sheet metal screws, short little sheet metal screws because we didn't. We were poor folk. Back then, we couldn't afford, you know, foam inserts, and so we didn't want to fuck up the tubes. And uh, it would work. You'd, you'd spit some out, and then maybe two rides later, you'd put a couple more in, cross-thread them, you know, put two at an angle, and it worked. It, it really does work. Um, um, old uh, Jason with Rock Bottom Enduro hit me up about, because I did <coughs> screw up set of tires when we got our first snow which was a little bit no, too early no you screwed up a set of tires yeah and uh then the snow was gone so i took them back out i was like fuck it i, I don't need them right now but uh, um crash art and i was like you know it'd be kind of cool to do a comparison with a, a set of real studded tires say aka trailboards or mitis or whatever the hell you pronounce that but uh uh, versus, you know, the redneck hillbilly way. And I said, sure, let's do it. You know, I mean, I, I can guarantee you what, what we got going on. You're going to spit. If you've got a tire that's made with a true snow stud in it, it's going to last. It's just a bit, you know, it's a hard pill for me to swallow to spend a shit ton of money on a set of tires. Unless if we were going to be like, okay, we're going to ride every week. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, in snow, I don't think I, I. I personally don't think that we're going to be riding that much. I mean, God, I hope so, but fuck it. For twenty bucks, get a couple hundred um, sheet metal screws, a little bit of Gorilla Glue. 
put them in that uh, burn up uh, talon that I got on there and that uh, hammered out battle cross I think it'll work just fine I know it will work just fine because we've done it before we just keep putting screws in and I got plenty plenty oh used tires and foam inserts sitting in the, in the old garage should have just looked around. Mikey just left me. I'm all by myself, folks. Gosh, I hope uh, I hope I don't make this podcast crash with it just me on here. Where'd you go, Mike? Must be dropping a deuce or something. Um, what do you guys have planned? What? We'd like to hear from you guys. <laughs> yep. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know what you guys what you guys got planned. Uh, I kind of have an idea what the the Rock Bottom crew has planned. Uh, just listen to their other podcast and kind of I kind of have an idea what they have planned. But what do you guys have planned out there in the podcast world, in the dirt biking industry world, um, average Joe dirt biking community? What's your plan? Head south, stud up, go hardcore. But let us know. Let Mikey know. Let the liquor box. DM him anytime. You can throw him all kinds of crazy ideas. I like to see him going frantic on his phone with DMs and shit like that. It's it's entertaining to me. I mostly send funny videos to people. Yeah, Jesus. Sometimes I get on a roll. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah, stud up. I'm I'm gonna do the redneck way, dude. That's just it, it works. It, it'll work just fine as long as we're, I mean, unless we're gonna go someplace that I know there's gonna be a lot of rock. No, I'm not putting studs in. No. I put a brand new set of tires on and just rip the snow if I know it's going to have a lot of, you know, big rocks. Because that's... I've already been there, done that. It doesn't work very fucking well. But your average frozen dirt, snow, uh, logs, all that shit. <laughs> Sheet metal screws with a little bit of Gorilla Glue in them. I like rocking the end of the season tire through the winter. Like that JX8 I debated throwing that back on. Yeah. And just running that for the winter. Yeah. Throw some studs in it. Yeah. It'll be, it'll, work, it'll be just fine. It'll work perfectly. I'm going to run that JX8 again most next season. Don't get behind me. Okay. Uh-huh. Try not to. All right. All right. I mean, yeah. Good stuff. Um, and the and the only other alternative besides for us up here and for me, and I know when the snow really flies, and I think we're gonna have a really good season because we had a lot of rain this year, and I think you guys, as far as backcountry snowmobilers, are gonna have epically good. I I hope for your guys' sake, because when you guys have shitty snow, then you guys are bummed out, and I gotta try to fucking make everybody happy, and it's just a fucking tough bill for me to fucking fill, man. I got skis. <laughs> uh, oh. Remember I was telling you... Dog, I got skis. Going back. Skis with a motor and a two-stroke with two wheels. My life's set. I got snowshoes, too. I want to go fucking snowboarding, dude. Let's go. I got a buddy... I'm going to blow out my hip. I got a buddy that wants to take his girlfriend snowboarding. And he's from New Mexico, and he does not like cold, but he's willing to give another shot if you want to join us. I'll go, for sure. I don't like snow, and I'm from Wyoming. You should probably move. I could, but I won't. I've already lived yeah. in hot states. 
<laughs> I lived in the desert before, dude. I did not you fucking like move. that, dude. Um, and the, the you know the other alternative to the the winter season is go where it's there's no or less snow. Yeah. Um, the Penrose thing, I think it, I don't think it gets socked in too bad. I'd like to hit no. Penrose up a bunch. Um, ben Anderson, um, met him a couple of years ago down there in uh, Colorado Springs. Um, we rode Captain Jack's. We hard marked it that year on our four strokes. Ooh, a snowmobile term from a dirt bike. I know. I'm so <laughs> proud of you right now. <laughs> it was February. I hit him up. I said, what are you doing? I'm on a seven off or a three off. He goes, nothing. I said, you want to get Captain Jack's up? Epler, do you know how much fucking snow we just got? Well, it's all brand new, right? It's all fresh, right? He goes, fuck it, let's do it. We went a long ways up, Captain Jack. It's a good time, though. I've never ridden that. I want to. It's a fun trail. I like it. I like it a lot. And they got Mount Rosa down there that I have yet to ride. Um, it's pretty, pretty, pretty Junk town. Yeah, Junction. Um, we got Montrose. Bucky. Yeah, we got Bucky. We need to go at Rock life. Springs. Rock um, Springs is up here in Wyoming. For those who don't know, it's a desert. And they don't get a lot of snow like we do. No. Um, we got an invite from a really cool dude to come out and ride with him. Hopefully we can make that happen. It's, uh, he doesn't get on his IG much, but it's all lowercase Bucky, B-U-C-K-Y-517. Bucky Hill, dude is super rad, super fast, dude. Way too fast. He is fucking stupid fast. <clears throat> um, he comes up here to uh, comes out here to Laramie. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, a bunch in helps with trail maintenance. Uh, no Shane Wood, a bunch. He's he's part of Shane's crew. Super rad dude. Uh, he invited us to ride uh, some of the stuff that he's put up at Rock Springs. Uh, he's got some cool stuff from what I hear. So yeah, that'll be a that'll be a fun time. It'll be good. I think uh... kind of desert racing type shit, you know. But I think we could use some of that. I know for me, at least, I could use some of that speed uh, going faster through things. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about this here thing? or I'm, I'm game to talk about whatever the fuck you want. Just let it go away, it's been so long since we put a, a, a show up that... Yeah. This, is this kinda, one might go a little bit longer. This maybe is kind of just, more just minutes, shooting but, the shit. Uh, and we don't really talk about like bikes, gear too much. I know we touch on it, but we're not like trying to do that whole thing as far as like this podcast. We're just trying to bullshit about our experience on two wheels yeah. and the people we meet. And that's but really just that's this. Really uh, this kind of at least caught my eye. Um, <laughs> is this new bike the Fantic? Keep on wrapping. XE three hundred. Uh, it's a two-stroke. Um, if you guys know your Fantics, they it's basically a YZ two fifty X, but this is going to be a three hundred fuel injected electric start hydraulic clutch KYBs oil injected uh, skid plate. The works from the factory. I think they've been riding it for two years. Uh, 
if you look at the bike, it is a YZ. Uh, the frame is very evident that it's a YZ. It's just kind of cool to see the Jap bikes, um, at least one. And thank you, Yamaha, for keeping a two-stroke around just for the purpose of keeping the two-stroke around. Uh, just to see them actually putting some research development into their two-stroke because that's the biggest complaint with the YZ250X is that they do not have the electric start. I can forgive them for not having the hydraulic clutch. It's not like it's a huge difference a pole. You can get different levers for it to help make the pole easier, but it's kind of exciting that at least they're doing something. Um, and it's not a YZ250X per se, but if you go and look up the Fantic XE300, uh, two-stroke it's kind of a cool bike uh, it's definitely Yamaha but it's a uh, Italian company that is putting a lot of money into sorry uh, helping I guess at least somebody on the Jap side progress yeah. towards the enduro scene uh, and just getting those KYBs is huge for them at least uh, as far as I can tell it's gonna be throttle body injected um, not sure if it's going to have kickstart, uh, backup, but it's just kind of cool to see, you know, like, uh, a, a Jap bike making some sort of effort to keep the two-stroke alive, because Suzuki, Cali, Honda, just tossed to the side. Yeah. Which I get, you know, their market is not enduro. Yeah. But, uh, you do see guys out riding the 250X. In some of the hard enduro. Yeah, oh, we had two. And unfortunately, you know, they're having to run recluse on it to keep it running. Well, I mean. Because they don't want to kick. Yeah. Um, Yamaha, I mean, all the Jab bikes, personally, I think are good bikes, personally, realistically. I, I really wish Honda wouldn't have gotten rid of the two stroke line. I, I never did get to ride or race or, you know, own a Kawasaki or a Suzuki. I rode a bunch of them. Loved them all. Uh, it's exciting to see what Fantic is doing with Yamaha to to get a 300 two-stroke yes, in the definitely. market to um, kind of open it up a little bit, you know. And I'm not everybody. My my brothers over here, the Dispain boys, think Shut I absolutely mouth. hate KTM. I don't. They make really good equipment. I don't, you know what's funny they, about they that? They just, they just, I'm kind of one of those underdog type dudes. I'd like to see an underdog come through and kind of knock them down a notch. Personally, that's my take. I, I ride a fucking weird ass fucking Sherco. I like the Shercos. I know we bag on them, but honestly, I do like the Shercos. I think they're, I mean, all the bikes are really good. I'd love to build, you know, Jim's, we, we said this in one of our other episodes. Fucking Jim's KX. This is the old... <laughs> The moto bikes turn into a woods weapon, full blown woods weapon. Oh, it's pretty fucking cool. They're way cooler to me than than buying an EXC or a a Sherco enduro bike off the floor. If you get a guy that puts the time in building an MX wood bike, I think they're just cool shit. Yeah, um, I think that um, that KX that Jim had, that thing was rad. I wish he'd sell it to me. He'll sell it to you. Just I've been trying, and then he just went cold on me. 
it's hard to get rid of a KX250. This is like cold on me, man. <laughs> I mean, would you get rid of it? was like, oh, yeah, sure, maybe. I'm like, let's talk, but... It's hard. No, it... the, but the Fantic, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see what they, they come up with. Plus, they're working with somebody that's... Yamaha, those motherfuckers are good. They always were. I rode Yamahas, dude. They were badass. They, uh, they made... I think as far as sled-wise, they had the better suspension. Uh, the motors were reliable. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had some out-there ideas as far as their yeah. sleds went. And I know this isn't a sled podcast, but my dad rode Yamaha for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tried riding Yamaha dirt bikes, just couldn't do it. Uh, that mono shock in the rear yeah. totally messed him up. It yeah. was just weird. Uh but that sled that he had, that 700 triple, and if you mm-hmm. know your sleds, that mm-hmm. was a running sled. Ripping motherfuckers. Uh, but it was like, it was running sled. And it was great. They had mm-hmm. reliable motor. His was super modded, but still reliable. But it ran great. Suspension was awesome. But just to see Yamaha putting a little bit more effort into their R&D, which I know it's probably going to be at least a year or two mm-hmm. before this bike sees the U.S. market or California falls off into the ocean. <laughs> and then it's just like, yeah, come on over. Uh, yeah, dude, it'd be exciting to see a bike like this come out. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what it does. It's like when you see a TM, like Dalen's TM, mm-hmm. that's a super cool bike. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. ridden that thing, and that thing rides. Oh, I rode it too. It's a badass bike. I'm just awesome too fucking bike. fat for it. True. That four one forty four was like get the fuck off me. That's why we're <laughs> going to the gym so we can start um, getting back in shape. Like it's you know like I said all, it's it's cool. I would I'm pretty interested to see what what how this transpires and see what happens. It's yeah, exciting for me to see that because you know I really truly honestly don't have anything against KTM Husqvarna or Gas Gas or the the, the Beta, big. Shirk, uh, I love them all, man. I yeah. do. Um, I, I love the YZ250X, but it just, for me, You're too I don't to know. be kicking. I don't want to kick anymore, dude. No, I don't either. You know? Um, and yeah, that's, you that's, can pretty, throw... that's kind of the lamest excuse. Why not to go buy a fucking YZ that's considerably cheaper? And I've rode that bike. I've rode those bikes before. I, I did really well on those bikes. I did super good on those bikes. I went and sat on one over at LA Motorsports here. Mm-hmm. Hashtag free the Admiral. Uh, <laughs> and that felt comfortable. Yeah. It was no different than the KTM. I wish I could have rode it, but just sitting on it, it, it felt comfortable. The, They're good bikes. Uh, it'd just be nice to have that e-start, you know? Yeah, it'll be oh. it'll be cool to see what Fantic and uh, Yamaha come up with. And even if Yamaha just comes out with the E start and they leave it carbureted, who cares? It's still gonna be bet, an awesome I, bike. I almost bet paychecks that that's what they do. I bet the first couple of years they put carburetor on it. And, yeah, because it was uh, for those two two years that they were doing this bike. It was carbureted, mm-hmm. and they did well on it. Well, the one you have on your phone. That Yamaha inspired, you know, Yamaha motor. It has a Fantic jug, if I read right, mm-hmm. but it's a Yamaha lower part of the motor. It's their own exhaust. It is a Fantic exhaust. It's their yep. own guys doing, you know, Fantic factory doing their own exhaust. YZ frame, KYBs. That um, I don't yeah, remember the name of the guy, speed, but he but just fucking won the uh, juniors. Fucking, um, 
Enduro European Championship yeah, on that 300. Um, David, somewhere. give me a sec. I'll pull it up here. Um, but it's going to be cool to see somebody else instead of kind of the same old, same old. I'm not saying Sherco isn't trying to um, sell more bikes, and I'm not saying that Sherco isn't trying to be, you know. Everybody wants to be the big guy on the block, I think, you know, to make, and what it really comes down to is money. Yeah. You know, Sherco would love to sell every fucking unit. To everybody. To everybody. They would love to see Sherco um, winning more championships and being able to, any franchise would, would, would like that, um, you know. This opens up the market, though, for the average person like you or me. Yeah. We have full-time jobs. Uh, I have my girlfriend slash wife. You, I don't know what you do. <laughs> no girlfriends, no wife. But it's like, you know, everyone has a job. We have relationships. You know, I've I got bills I gotta pay. I'm a working class Joe, man. But being able to have options as far as like I can go buy a beta for yeah. goodbye. Two Over grand goodbye. less than a or fifteen hundred dollars less than a KTM or a gas gas. I can go buy a Sherco for a grand or two grand less than a KTM. Yeah. I love my KTM. Yeah. No complaints about They're it. They're good bikes. I Killer think they good make bikes. a great bike, but just have options to me, that's great. Yeah. Another thing, and I still, dude, I still, in the back of my head, I want to ride one just for shoots and grants. I want to ride one. Maybe I'll fucking buy one if I ride one. I want to, I want to see what Riehu, Gas Gas used to be, Gas Gas was around, and just, for whatever reasons, and I haven't done enough homework, and this is bad for me to even talk about this, because I didn't do my homework, and I shouldn't be spitting about it, but, uh, you know, the Rie, or uh, Gas Gas got in a situation to where um, KTM was able to buy them. But they didn't want their, you know, they just wanted their name. And then Riehu came through, who've been making mopeds and little street bikes or some jazz like that. Mm -hmm. So fuck it, we'll buy your tooling. And it's, you know, the Riehu, or however that's pronounced correctly, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, is OG Gas Gas. It's the same jug, it's the same motor, it's the same transmission, it's the same swing arm, it's the same that they've been doing. And uh, we seen one out there when me and so went to uh, Green River Dirt Bike Rally yeah. last year. And I asked that kid, I said, what, what, what do you think of that? He goes, I like it, dude. It's cool. I, I, I mean, it's cool. I've, I've seen two in my life. I'd, I'd, like, to, I'd like to ride one. There's a Rieju, Rieju dealer up in Steamboat. They've got, it's a small, small, small dealership. Yeah. But they have, I think, two or three on the floor. And they look like the old gas gas. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be exciting to see this Fantic YZ or, you know, Yamaha. Uh, if or when it comes to... Connection come together and hopefully, hopefully, knock our wood, it, it comes together to where Yamaha, whether it's through Fantic or whether it's through Yamaha. I mean... You know, I've I've read about Fantic for a while now. They've been making motorcycles for a while. Um, before the old the old TNT 
Motorsports mm -hmm. before uh, Elway bought this over here. Uh, Andy was getting into mountain bikes more than he was motorcycles. He and he's. If it, I'm pretty sure Andy won't listen to this, but if he does, he's going to fucking say "fuck you, Epler." But he <laughs> he kind of fucking lost his. He wasn't pushing dirt bikes anymore. He didn't give a shit about dirt bikes. He was worried about selling this or this or that. And he was getting into mountain bikes a lot more, which was fine by Andy. I mean, he was getting on a mountain bike. He was, you know, he was selling more Yamaha e-bikes and getting these. And he bought this Fantic. I don't. I think it's still in there. He, I think he sold a couple of those Fantic e-assist bikes, mm -hmm. mountain bikes. And uh, I, I don't know if he knew that. I knew that Fantic made motorcycles, but I seen that Fantic full suspension. You know, I don't know what class e-bike it was I said well, when are you going to bring in a Fantic 300 for me he's like looked at me like well well uh, 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 uh. I just caught him you know what, I mean? what is that <laughs> I'm like bring in, a, bring in something different I'll ride it just just to try it why not and I definitely go back to Yamaha for sure if, yeah you know Give me an E start, and uh, I didn't even ride a 250 again. I just got to ride her a little bit harder. But 300s made me lazy. That's why I ride a 250, bud. 300s made me lazy, bro. That's why I don't ride a 300. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the 300 need. I need a little 300 to carry me up. We'll, we'll my see after surgery up. if I need a 300. Why are you fucking getting surgery? Yet? Uh, knee is all screwed up again. Right, well, let's go to the gym. That's part of the why you need to come to the gym with me. <laughs> I'm going to the gym. No, nah, it, it, it'll be fun. Uh, just see if this does anything. If it doesn't, whatever, you know. I mean, if they come out here and it's just a YZ250X with a E-Start, cool. And it's yeah. not like, you know, the next best thing. Yeah. Whatever. And one of us buys one or somebody has one and we ride it and mm -hmm. and, the, uh, and the other flip side to that too even the 250x it's still a really good bike oh they're super awesome really good bike it doesn't have a headlight doesn't have some other shit that i'm kind of digging now but um don't have the e-start and blah 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 but for the price for the bang for the buck it's fucking just as good as a bike as bike. any of your other shit and, and it's considerably cheaper yeah and Yamaha um, has done a good job with the tuning of that bike. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a hard enduro bike. It's definitely more of a hair scramble, yeah. sprint bike. Correct. GNCC style stuff, but mm -hmm. it ain't going to take much to make it hard enduro. No. But it, it's still a good bike. And it's a proven motor. Yeah. And it's still around. Oh, yeah. Not a wood Honda. Well, we can go back to that, dude. I mean, I know I've... You and I have talked about it a little bit. Honda could give two fucks about two strokes. They really didn't care. I don't think that they ever really wanted to make two strokes. And once Yamaha really pioneered your four stroke, where the four strokes became, you know, started with the 426, Doug Henry. Um, that kind of opened the door for them to be like, fuck this two stroke business. Because there's more money to be made in four strokes, there's more parts. There's more, a lot of everything. That, that AMA, dude, that Supercross and Motocross is huge. Yeah. 
So if you saw nothing but four strokes, you're going to sell more motor parts. You can sell, there's a lot more to a four stroke than there is a two stroke. And Yamaha, you know, you were talking about your old man's triple. Um, they were still ripping two-stroke snowmobiles like a motherfucker. They're, what was it? Were they Mountain Maxes or some shit like that? Uh, Yamaha made the V-Max up until the late 90s, and then Yamaha came out with the Mountain Max. And they had a 700 and a 600 version. Yeah. But they were still making two strokes. That's why they were like, why, why get out of the two stroke market? Fuck it, let's keep making a 125 and a and a 250. Yeah. And they're in their motocross world, and they're I think they're outboard motors for their boats. Mm-hmm. Still sounding like a motherfucker. Yeah. So why get out of the two stroke market when this? That's why they're still, you know, the only Jap bike that's still in two well, it's funny because really. they they were some of the pioneers of trying to get all the sleds to go four stroke yeah but they realized that the market was two stroke yeah because the four stroke sleds are heavy and they for some reason they don't climb in the back country like a two stroke sled yeah because you have to put a turbo or a supercharger on it to get it yeah to act like a two stroke yeah but they dropped it in the last, uh, I think it was four years that they were making the uh, Mountain Max again, I think was their last production model. It was an 800 two-stroke. Mm-hmm. They dropped the four-stroke. Yeah. And I, I'm i not sure if they were using a Yamaha or an Articat motor for that sled. Mm-hmm. Because Yamaha and Articat did a, a kind of a team-up thing mm-hmm. to sell sleds. But they stayed in that two-stroke market yeah. because that was where their money was, at least in the snow. Yeah. And yeah, they've kept the 125 and the 250 around for a reason because yeah. they still sell. Yeah. Because you have to get kids on bikes to be able to get them on the 250 four-stroke and the 450. Mm-hmm. Because the 450 on a track, that's an amazing bike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those YZs are an amazing bike. Four stroke, four fifty. Watching Eli Tomac just yeah through some stuff. Yeah, like that is awesome. And as far as like desert racing, I'll take a four fifty and just yeah. haul ass. Fuck yes, hands down. But they, time. I think they got smart and they kept that around for a reason because yeah. they're still selling. Yeah. KTM sells four strokes. Mm-hmm. Fantec also has a four stroke. Mm-hmm. But their market is what they know their market is. Yeah. KTM knows their market yeah. is hard enduro as far as two strokes and the yeah. motorcycles. Yeah. Because I don't see a lot of KTM 300s. I don't see a lot of KTM 400s, 450s on the trail. It's mostly two strokes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you get into the faster paced stuff, you know, your GNCCs. Um, your 350, KTM 350, Husky 350, Gas Gas 350, or 450. That's going to be their MO and <clears throat> that stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you get into your hard enduro world, it's just, you know, it's going to be the two stroke. And they make an amazing two stroke. Yeah. Not kicking any one of these companies under the bus at all. No, and we're not sponsored until we are. I, I'm going to. 
give you my honest opinion about the entire market. Yeah. I, I wish Kawasaki and Suzuki would remain, you know, are they still the same company? Suzuki? Suzuki and Kawasaki. Because Suzuki was owned by Kawasaki. I don't remember. It was a while ago. That was uh, when I was not riding anymore and I didn't give two flying no, fucks about what it was. But um, Wish they'd all bring back two strokes. Honestly. Yeah. And that's just me being a two stroke fan. And my my liquor box crew are going to they shun me every time I say a fucking dirt bike's a dirt bike. I don't mind a four-stroke. I like a four-stroke. I'll no, ride a four-stroke wherever, but if we're going to go ride some good gnarly single track, I'm going to pick a two-stroke over my four-strokes any day. Any day. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with four-strokes. No. If you're Jen's got a TTR T30. That TTR T30 is a cool machine, dude. Man. I think it's Super the only cool TTR 230 that I know of that has mooses. <laughs> and some really good tires on it. And that, some super awesome tires. That little bike just, you know, it's perfect entry level and it's it's good shit. But it, I love, I've ridden that thing uh, a couple times this summer. Yeah. Just have fun on it. <laughs> and it's one of those machines that you can take out and have fun. Oh yeah, and then it, it's not too crazy, it's not too... Um, docile. It's got enough poop to put a beginner rider where they need to go, but it's not too balls to the wall. You know, it's a perfect entry level bike, but it's. I I think they're I think they're cool machines. But that day we rode ran, and mm-hmm. then and you and Jen went up. So we're gonna kind of do our own thing, and we were like, all right, we'll catch up. And me and BD, and who else? Jim. Uh, Jim and Tyler. Tyler, that dude with the beta. We kind of just, let's go. And we broke trail. High elevation. And we broke a rut through that deep ass snow. And you and Jen did the entire loop. I thought you guys were going to just kind of stay chill and stay low. That's what I thought. Have a nice little romantic ride. And fuck no, you guys did. And that little TTR 230 took Jen everywhere we went that day. Mm Mm-hmm. And we got into some deep, deep snow. There was one drift I think I had to ride her through. Yeah. Or we ride got the in, bike through. We got into some stupid deep shit. But it, it, that just goes to show you that's a good bike because she literally did everything on her we, own. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like That bike can build your confidence so you don't go out there and, you know, a, a, a less experienced rider go out there and, and have a bad day and on the wrong it. bike. Yeah. And it lets her have a good day on the good on the right bike at her level until she can just keep building up, building yeah. up. Or who knows? You know, some people may just say, "This is my, this is where I want and be happy." I'd be, I would be totally fine riding with somebody every day if that if that's what their bike was. As long as you're out on a mountain on a dirt bike with good people, that's all I give a shit about. I don't the, care what uh, you ride. Guy that rides the TTR. Uh, out in Utah, uh, he rode with a uh, guy from Rocky Mountain, or not Rocky Mountain, but a uh, dirt bike channel. Shane Watts. Shane Watts, the former world enduro champion. Yeah, you know who he has a two thirty. The Australian, uh, or he's an Aussie. I'm pretty sure that he rides a. Because he, uh, when KTM first came out with their two hundreds, way back when. Mm-hmm. He campaigned that and like destroyed people on that thing. Shane Watts. 
I'm pretty sure that's who I'm talking about. Shane Watts is a motherfucking badass. You know, because dude. I'm pretty sure that dude. Uh, I think he's out in Utah every now and again, but I think he's riding a 230. I think the uh, Kyle Brotherson has a video of riding his dirt bike. And it's, uh, it's not like they're riding easy stuff either. They're riding the Kyle Alpine yeah. uh, semi-technical trail. But it just goes to show you that's a great machine. It is an awesome machine, I think. Yamaha does a really good job. And a Honda does have some good entry level for shows. Yeah. But it's nice because Jen can ride that bike and be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, and I don't expect her to get like hard enduro. No. Some badass on a dirt bike. I don't mind cruising two track with her on that. Hundred percent. Because it's fun. We yep. go out and cruise on it, and it's not gonna kill her. Uh, but at the same time, she can have fun on it. She can do stuff. But I know that bike is capable of doing the things that. I might have to ride it through. Yeah. I rode it on the Albany Trail. Yeah. That North Loop. Yeah, your bearings are, you're, you're waiting on bearings or some shit. <laughs> you rode the whole fucking North Loop on a yeah. TTR. 230, which yep. by the way, when you go hop off your 250 and you get on a 230 <laughs> and the first time you try and hop a log, you realize how quick that log yeah. cleared. But yeah, it's great. I mean, four strokes, they have their place. They're not my preference. But like you, a bike's a bike. A bike's a bike. As long as you get up on the mountain and, and go ride. And it doesn't even have to be a mountain. You can just get out and ride. That's, yeah. that's all I'm going to promote forever and always. Just get out there on a dirt bike. A dirt bike is so... Uh, it's, it's just a good gig, man. It's fun. <laughs> Frees you up and clears your mind and you meet really cool people or if it doesn't clear your mind it it gives you a challenge at least you know oh for sure for i think sometimes people forget that the mental side of dirt bikes is overcoming yeah obstacles exactly and, and that can transfer to life exactly and that's a great thing uh about dirt bikes is you know it can be very freeing yeah but at the same time it can be very challenging yeah but that's something you can learn and put into everyday life. For sure, 100%. And that's, I think that's when we were talking about starting this podcast, that was kind of our goal was like just talk about the experience of dirt bikes. Yeah, and that's 100% it. I mean, it's, yeah, you're right on the money with that. It's good times. I don't think I've ever had a bad day on a dirt bike. I've had shitty moments on a dirt bike. Dude, I've I've had bad days on dirt bikes, but they were still better than... I could take something away from that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Cause, I mean, I could, I could wad myself up and be genuinely hurt and in pain, but still I didn't look back at... I didn't make it back home, didn't put the bike away, didn't go, fuck that, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. It, it made me learn a little bit. Something that... It made me appreciate realistically made me appreciate some stuff too um did you find it did you is it is that is that um, um, watson 90 percent sure it is shane Watts. i don't know man um, that, that motherfucker is i it, he could ride a little pit bike and just destroy people 110. 
He could destroy people, dude. Shane Watts is no joke, dude. <laughs> he he made the KTM 200 when the KTM two when KTM came out with their 200 at first. Yeah, it was. That's uh, all he campaigned, and he destroyed people on it. That top one, it was. Dirt Shane Watts and his TTR 230. Yeah. yeah, and he rode that thing. It's. Uh, I mean, the guy isn't very tall. Mm-mm. But you know, it just goes to show you. It doesn't matter what you're on. Just go out and have fun. Exactly. You don't have to be out here with us trying to find the stupidest, gnarliest line that we think is gnarly. <coughs> I could just meet you on a dirt road, and you could be on the BDR, and I'm just cruising to go get on another trail section. Yeah. I'll still ride with you. Yeah. For sure. By the way, if you're on a adventure bike, don't go to Albany. Those poor souls that this summer... <laughs> Yeah, and I felt so bad. Did you guys run? Did you guys run into? Something? I ran into, I think, two people this year that run big adventure full blown bikes. adventure bikes. Yeah, doing the five, five hundred one five zero zero one Albany Trail. I felt bad for them. Yeah, because they they got onto the actual Albany Trail on the parking lot, and I caught up to them, and I was like, whoa, because yeah. I couldn't figure out who was. <coughs> struggling to get over these logs. I know people struggle with logs, rocks. That's mm-hmm. fine. But yeah. this looked like somebody was struggling. And we got to that first two track. And they were sitting there. And they looked like somebody had beat them and left them. Okay. And I was just like, what are you guys doing out here? They're like, we're uh, riding the BDR. I was like, and what are you doing? They're like, oh. We knew there was a single track over here, so we oh, wanted to yeah. see, and I was yeah. like, you guys rode the first three miles yeah. on these, and they were like, yeah, is there an out? And I yeah. was like, let's go up this two track and yeah. get you out of here. Yeah, so, so they were doing the Wyoming BDR, and then there, it, just, it mentions single track, mm-hmm. so they thought, fuck it, let's just do it, yeah. Yikes. Super cool dudes. On the, on the, on a, on a... <laughs> Tells you I've been trying to. I want to build a, an adventure bike, but it's not going to be one of those big 1290s or some bullshit like that. Like a 525, maybe? Maybe a Husqvarna 501 at the mm-hmm. biggest. Sherco 500 is about as big as I'm probably going to go because I'm still, you know, not sponsored by Sherco, but I'll definitely put that Sherco 500 wherever uh, it needs to go. But uh, that's what I'm going to do. Big tank that bitch. Stibbitz is always like, dude, if you're going to do adventure biking, and same thing with Markle, because he's got the BMW GS something or whatever. He's, Markle has a plethora of dirt bikes. Yes. He's got some, I think he's got one or two 690s or a 1290. He's got a garage full of adventure bikes. His pride and joy is that BMW, but uh, I don't want to ride something that weighs that fucking much. And in, in, in comparison to the gentlemen, or the, the fellers that you found and rescued that were doing the Wyoming BDR, if I'm on a 500, I'll ride a 500 on any trail you got out there. And I'll still go down a two-track highway at 70 miles an hour if I need to. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Just, folks, you can't see us because we don't do video. Um, there's a reason behind that, I think. Yeah, it's just this because we're we're not Hollywood material. We're not camera faces, <laughs> no. not camera family. Fuck no. Um, 
I still want to do that, dude. I do. I just. I think it'd be fun. Just you know, I was looking at some of those Yamaha Tenry seven hundreds. That's a badass bike. I'm, I'm telling you, man. Get rid of that low fender bullshit on the front. Get a high fender. Change foot pegs. Maybe a different exhaust. Yeah. Put some pro tapers on it. Put my giant loop shit on it, and let's go on some BDR stuff. Let's go do some fun shit. I'm just down for it all, bro. That's really whatever. The Unless, adventure of two wheels. Exactly. That's it. That's... Or we can do it on pit bikes too. <laughs> I oh, don't care. So I don't care. Got to do pit bike tour. I I do want to do a pit bike tour. You know. <laughs> Should we do a Albany pit bike day? I'm getting a different fucking pit bike. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Ah, fuck it. That little TTR 125s will carry my fat ass wherever I need to go. No bigger than 125s. That's fine by me. Let's do the first three miles. We should probably set this up. And this is just a pipe dream because we never did our camp trips. So. I know. I... We should have an Albany pit bike day where just the LBMC shows up on pit bikes. <laughs> and, All right. And just have fun. Okay. See where we get. Okay. Break I'm, I'm cool with that. I mean, I, I don't know what the company is. I'd have to get on the interway, but I see it come across my Instagram feeds or some shit where these guys are making these pit bikes. I don't know what CCs they are. I don't think they're very big, though. I think they're only 50. I need more than 50 for going to do a a pit bike tour at Albany or any pit it. bike tour. But they make them like old school Husqvarna replica. No shit. With the metal, with the metal, you know, the red painted and that mm-hmm. and the polished sides. It's like two hundred and fifty bucks for these pit bikes. <laughs> no. Yeah, dude. So I think they're a Chinese bike, a Chinese pit bike. I don't know what the CCs are. If it's a one ten, I'll fucking buy one tonight. And I'll do that on that on our. So me and Brian bought Apollos. Um, I think they're a little Chinese pit bike, but they're legit. Yeah, the Apollos. I've seen your guys' Apollos. Those are cool-looking little pieces of equipment. Personally, I've never I been let down by them. I wish it had uh, better gearing. But as far as, like, the bike, dude, they're super awesome. And they make a Enduro-specific one. I'm trying to pull it up right now so you can see it. I think it's a little 190. Hang on, I gotta go take a piss again. It's all good. Pull out the size of I'm gonna pull this up. So green bean. I'll tell you guys if you don't know, uh, pit bike is just a small motorcycle that uh, what we would consider like a PW50 now. We used to ride these around in the pits for the motorcycle races. Um, and they're they're just a fun bike so 800 bucks for the Apollo 125 that I have on Amazon super super fun I think they even make a 250 like full size bike I don't recommend buying these to like go do hard enduro but if you're getting like kids or just want to have fun I would recommend getting one of these. Um, they come in like a 110, 125, I think the 190, uh, and then the 250. 
but they're super super fun bikes um, the smaller 110 I do believe is an automatic clutch the 125 and bigger is gonna be a four-speed um, and it's really weird because neutral is all the way down then you have up through four but they're super fun bikes uh, cheap to maintain change the oil in it I'm not saying you're gonna do hard and durable like we did when we bought them but I mean they're super fun bikes get yourself one and then come on up and ride the uh, Albany trail with us because these little bastards are super fun super cheap I think a tire was thirty dollars this is a crazy part most of the parts for these bikes are 30 bucks so like rear shock which will blow in the first like <laughs> month uh, bikes Super fun little bikes. They're upgradable. Most parts you can get off Amazon. But they do make a, I guess, enduro type single track one that, if you're not looking to spend a bunch of money and you're debating about getting into single track, these little things would be the perfect get you into single track type bike. Um. I believe it's a 190. They change the website all the time, so it's hard to. Yeah. Performance. Vehicles. Anyway, um, super cheap little bike. I actually rode it for, uh, I think, four or five months. Just to get into dirt bikes to yeah. see if it was something I wanted to do to like get out of mountain bikes. Yeah. But like stuff like that is fun to cruise on. Shit, yeah. And you should buy one. So we can go ride Altony. Uh, I might. I still got the TTR 125. That thing will cruise me around. I need a little bit of money spent. I need to drop it off at El Rey Motorsports and, and uh, put a little bit of money into it. But yeah. She's a good little runner. But yeah, let's let's do that though. That'd be. F I think we should go clear trail on it and just roll up on like Shane and everybody clearing trail. <laughs> Shane will be like, "You fucking idiot!" And he just hears these four <laughs> strokes. Just because you got to be in like first or second gear yeah. to do anything on these. Yeah. And just rah, loud up. four Chainsaw strokes. Chainsaw strapped to the front. Um, on the oh no, that's pure backpack. If you're on a pit bike, you cannot put a chainsaw on the front. I can, uh, I can be alright on, on the TTR. I don't know. Maybe on the TTR. It'll be an adventure. It'll be a, a, a show-worthy adventure for I think sure. we should do it, though, because they're fun to clear trail on. Yeah. Because they're super easy to kick. Dude, mine's still E-Start, bro. My Yamaha's... East... I can get E-Start on it pretty cheap. E-Start like and kick-start. for the E-Start on it. Um, yeah. But it'd just be fun to go. It'll be fun. I, I'm, cruise you know, them or clear trail with them just have fun you're basically sit down crawling walking the whole way but. pretty much but that's okay 
some kind yeah. of my writing style anymore. Pretty much. Well, uh, should we wrap this up here? I don't know. What else? Uh, what else you got on your list no, over there, Holmes? Shit, man. Just. I mean, next season, just gonna go harder. Probably get some more GoPro footage. Mm, yeah, I need to get a computer. And and uh, when I was down in Texas, I talked with a friend of mine, Megan, down there, and she kind of lined me on. I don't want laptops to get because she's super techie, smart with that type of shit and video editing and doing all kinds of crazy shit, trying to revive my YouTube and um, I got a lot of SD cards that are just what? full of writing. I got so many SD cards that are just full of writing. Yeah, Aiden, by the way, I'm going to put all those videos on that thumb drive as soon as I <laughs> stop being lazy. And but yeah, we should get more like GoPro footage. I, what I should do is just give you a grip because you are already computer set up and that's so much stuff. I mean, you can come over here and use, you should probably get internet at your house. <laughs> I don't have internet, dude. I'm yeah, TV. Fucking internet. Um, I'm going to try to ride. I don't know. It may not work with the crew that much. Um, as far as Soderbergh goes, you know, the railroad has him so wrapped up because they're so shorthanded that that dude's gets off a fucking train and as soon as he gets his eight hours he's rested and he's back on a fucking train so I don't know how much riding we'll get from so realistically um, maybe maybe not much but this winter I would like to try to do some Arizona or Texas rides uh, when I did my little mini vacation visited some friends down in uh, the fuck I was in San Marcos Mm, Texas. Uh, yeah, Texas. I stopped in at a dealership there, and I talked with a couple guys there for a couple hours and just bench raced and shot the shit about trail riding. It's the uh, the fellow's name is Philip Bain, San Marcos Motorcycles. Uh, he's a Circo slash Beta dealer. Okay. Really cool group of guys. They're all members at uh, three or four big ranches. When when you get into Texas. Texas is pretty much, you know, private. Private. It's pretty much it. But that old boy said, uh, you know, we talked about what we ride up here. And he goes, I bet you guys got a lot of technical, you know, tree riding. And I said, it's, you know, in our backyard, Albany's pretty technical. You know, the front half of it is da 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 da, and log crossings. And he says, I don't really have that for you down here, but we got what we have. And, and he welcomed me. He goes, you know, you can come down and eat. Not so much said I could borrow one of his bikes, but kind of threw it out there. And I said, fuck it, I'll just drag a bike down. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> those dudes were like, you didn't drive almost 20 hours to go ride a dirt bike? I was fuck yeah. Yes. And that's where I'm at in life, you know. It's that bucket list type thing. You know, every season when we go into this middle of the winter. Sorry, I just got real fucking close on the mic. Um... We come. We dream up all these pipe dreams of rides. You know, like the camp trip. I'm still excited to do the camp trip. Are we going tomorrow? <laughs> it, it just didn't work out. Logistically, it didn't work out. No, with work or or life in general, it just didn't work out. And I would like to try to see if we can't make more of those rides. Like we were talking earlier before we hit record. If we get a third of our pipe dream rides in. Yeah. That's still a pretty good season. You know, if we get 50, that's phenomenal. 
And like I told you, if I get 100% of our dream rides in that we dream up this winter, I lost my job. I'm unemployed. And I'm spending every last fucking dollar to go fucking ride. <laughs> and then when you're out of money, you just set some roots down. Something. But uh, um, that crew at San Marcos Motorcycles, um, which, by the way, he has a handful. He's got a couple 23 Shercos and Betas left. Give that boy a shout. It'll work some pretty good deals for you guys. And I'll be down there. I can pick it up for you. Bring it up here. I might ride it a little bit before we bring it back to Wyoming but, or Colorado. But <clears throat> Trying to set up a, a ride sometime after the first of the year with those guys. February or March, maybe. Somewhere in there? Somewhere in there. Some Sometime after the new year. Well, I mean, even if you just go... You can come back with, like, stories at yeah. least. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, I'm definitely going to go down and visit up with some friends and and uh, get some desert riding in, some Texas yeah. riding in, um, uh, Arizona. I'd love to I'd love to jump in with uh, Bo at Ready to Ride Rentals, um, Arizona Dirt Bike Tours. I'd like to jump in with all these guys. And, you know, so the other day when we went to breakfast, I was like, fuck, Apple, we got Onyx. We know how to fucking drive. We know how to ride. Why do you go? Who's gonna kind of jump in with all these other dudes? I'm like, just to meet people. That's realistically what I want to do. I just want to meet people and ride. I don't mind riding with my homies. I don't mind if we go out to the desert to Wickenburg and go pull up our Onyx and say, there's this trailhead here. Let's go here and ride for a day. And oh, here's a trailhead here. Let's go ride for. I don't mind doing that. I'd like to. Kind of just meet more. some of these people out there and just have a beer with them and shoot the shit with them and get to know them a little bit. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. It's, a, it's really what it's all about. Just having fun, meeting yeah. people, keeping the sport alive. What was uh, Shane talking about his uh, ox book? Did he, oh, did what he jump he, up to that? or uh, He bought, or I think he's buying a couple ox bows. Uh, that's the one I just bought yesterday. Oh, I was asking about the walkie-talkie. He's thinking about getting the Oxbow. I just, I just bought that one right there. So yeah, we have two of the, whatever one model they are, the one step down from that, and then I just bought that one right there. So we've got three of them so far in the group right now. I can plug my uh, headset into these. Yep. The ones that we have, the two that we have, and then the new one can Bluetooth. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that one right there. Yeah. Um, I read the manual a little bit, and I talked about voice. I can tune it, I think, to where I can put an earpiece in and uh, maybe a mic to where I can talk, and it won't pick up. I don't know. I'm not going to fuck with it too much because I'm pretty... Not very tech savvy. <laughs> you so probably bring I'd probably just leave it on push button and keep it on my wolf pack, on the upper strap of my wolf enduro pack. And I hear you mic in or somebody mic in, and yeah, what you get? I go fucking with it too much, and I won't. Yeah, I won't know how to run it. But uh, it'd be it'd be cool to run those. And I, since we started running those, I think we should run with those every fucking time. No, we should always bring radios. I think it's radios just a good idea. It's always a good idea. We use them. Not enough on the snowmobiles. Yeah. I think I use the radio more on my dirt bike. Yeah. Um, well, because we're always giving each other shit. Most of, mostly. Hey, Taylor Swift. Was Taylor Swift tickets. You were not about it, dude. 
It's a good time. Oxbow, Oxbow, Oxbow makes some good shit. Any radio. And I'm sure radio. Rugged and them make really high quality equipment too, but Oxbow has Any not failed us yet. I got two from Walmart uh, several years ago that still work. Mm-hmm. And those things will still work on the trail. Yeah, okay. you're not getting a quarter mile radius, but, yeah. you know, they still work. Over time, I'll keep upgrading us a little bit to those other ones because their, their range is fucking crazy good. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty good. I was pretty okay with our range with the, the lower version of the Oxbow. I was pretty tickled. Um, I think it's just smart to have the radios. Oh, fuck yeah. Well, how many, how like, many... case in point. Becker? Well, yeah, that was badass. <laughs> but no, um, that that last day we were riding up north. If we didn't have radios that day, you and I were in a groove. Yeah. We were in a fucking groove where it was just, just ripping. Because that Idaho trail was super fast, super flowy. <clears throat> If we didn't have the radios today, it would have been a lot longer day for us. Yeah. If Jim wasn't able to radio and go, yo, 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 up, my bike just died. It just, it won't start. Who knows? I mean, we would have made it to that point, to that to that junction where you were waiting. But yeah, we'd have been sitting around. But it was a long ways before that that he radioed in, and I was like, fuck, I gotta catch Mikey. Give me a minute. He's fucking hauling ass. It just would have been, you know, we would have sat there for 45 minutes waiting for Jim, if not longer. And then like, well, fuck, Jim ain't coming. So it was, it was kind of a peace of mind for me yeah. to be able to, hey, hold up. We're having a tough time or hold up. A bike's broke down or hold up. Somebody's hurt. We need to, you know. Do something. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's radio is the way to go. Smart idea. The Onyx, I think, is part of that too. The Onyx this year has been huge, at least for me. Yeah. To be able to download the maps, yeah, or look at the maps, yeah, and I mean it's cheap, yeah, it's cheap in the long run though. I think it's smart having the radios, the Onyx, just having the knowledge of where we're going. Mm -hmm. and that little peace of mind to be able to say, okay, you know, yeah, Jim's out of gas, yeah, cool. Oh, here's our here's our best possible way to fix this situation yeah. that we're in. Instead of, you know, guesswork, because guesswork can add into more. Yeah. Work. It's just smart. Just yeah. be smart. You're, you're miles from a truck yeah. or a road. Yeah. It's smart to have that equipment yeah. on you. Yeah. Um, to have that peace of mind, like, okay, yeah, that radio will die, but at least in that day that we have it, you know. Mm -hmm. If there's. Ten people, we all have radios, and five radios die. At least there's five other people mm -hmm. in that group, mm -hmm. which usually there's going to be two people close to each other. Mm -hmm. You yeah. can communicate. Yeah, for you, sure. Worst case scenarios, all radios die. Mm -hmm. We all have cell phones. Yeah. The Onyx is right there. Yeah. You're able to see, okay, this is where we're going. Yeah. We'll get smarter with the Onyx and we'll plan out routes. We'll go to an area we don't know and say, this is the route we're taking. Mm -hmm. um, which we do this when we're sledding. We do our AVI report, look at it, determine, okay, we're not going to ride these hills. We're going this route. Um, mm -hmm. If there's any changes, we're going to get in a group, 
make a decision, and then go this other route. Mm-hmm. But it's smart to like use these technologies that's yeah. out there. Um, yes, it is. And yeah, we can plan these Onyx routes, and we can all, whoever you know, mm-hmm. four, ten, or five of us, six of us, two that ride together, and be like, all right, this is the route we're taking. Mm-hmm. And we know that this is the route. You pull up that little Onyx and check in on the radio and say, I'm at this checkpoint. Mm-hmm. I'm going this route. I'm going to continue on. Everyone good? Everyone radios back, you know, within a minute or two. Exactly. I'm good. Keep yeah. going. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. You know? A hundred percent. And that's just part of, 100%. You know, being you smart. Use the technology if it's there for you guys. Being smart and having fun. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, all I want to do is go home. Yeah. And be able to go out on the dirt bike the next weekend. Exactly. Or the sled. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. That's, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about some techie stuff on the next episode. Yeah, then we'll get a little, oh, you guys are going to have to do the tech talk. I'm fucking retarded when it comes to that shit, but I know yeah. how to push the button. Hey, I'm wadded let's, up. Uh, let's call this one done. Uh, we I are... got one more thing to throw in there. All right, all right. I'm, I'm on bucket listing like a motherfucker right now. I'm getting all emotional with life. But, uh, uh, dude, I've been, I want to do next October. I think it's every October. I'd have to do some homework on it. But I want to go out and race. I shouldn't say race because I don't want to race again. Because I'm not a racer anymore. I'm not in any shape and to be a racer. But I want to go well, ride. The 24 Hours of Glen Helen Endurance Race, Iron Man class. I'll pick crew. I will gladly put a team together if somebody wants to race with me. So if anybody out there is listening, if they want to put a team together, I'll definitely do that. But if nobody wants to, then I want to. I'll run the fucking Iron Man class. No. 24 Hours. Just go. I have for... I remember way back when they started that. Way back when. Um, I had this... I just fell in love with the idea. 24 hours straight. Like Le Mans type thing? Yeah, just 24 hours straight. You obviously okay. have to rest in there. I mean, you... But, just go. Um, you know, if somebody throws... If you, if you message me on uh, F's back again... Or uh, the liquor box uh, IG. Or you say something on Spotify. If you comment something, if you guys want to, if you guys are interested, get a hold of me. I want to do it. And if nobody gets a hold of me, then, you know, it goes back to that pipe dream. That's what I want to do. There's a lot of places I want to ride. I want to go do Costa Rica. I want to go. I want to go out to Bend, Oregon, and I want to ride some more Oregon stuff. I want to do some California stuff. I definitely want to do some Arizona stuff. I just want to start knocking shit off my bucket list, if you will. But uh, um, twenty-four hours just seems so badass to me right now. It'd be fun. Just twenty-four hours. <laughs> just go through the night. Me and Jen can meet you out there. We'll be the pit crew. That's fine. I'm I'm good with that, dude. And, and if nobody's like, they're like, "Fuck you, Epler, We don't want to ride no <laughs> fucking twenty-four hour race, team race bullshit in the night and dust." And that's cool. Then if you want to pit, let us know. 
could always use somebody to throw Gatorade in my Camelback and a burrito and fucking rip it, man. <laughs> I'll cheer um, you on. One of our guys that we both admire, and I, I, or at least I admire him, I'm pretty sure you do as well, uh, um, Morgan, just raced. Baja. Baja. Um, yeah, he had an unfortunate get-off, which sucks. I just watched that, yep. his full video today, which... Been following that situation. Yeah, it's Morgan, crazy. Hope you heal up soon, yeah. buddy. Get, get healed up, brother. But uh, to, to to watch that team come together, he's Ironman at once, and he said on his on his uh, YouTube that he's he's raced it on three team races. There's something about that that just makes me want. I'm not a desert racer by no means. I just want to do that too. <laughs> just try it. I just want to fucking do it, man. If you guys watched, have you ever watched that Dust of Glory shit? Yeah. And just something about that just makes me just fucking go, come on, Ab. let's do it once. Although, you know, your bro, what, two two seasons ago, we were riding Donner. I'm like, yeah, you raced some. I'm like, yeah, I used to. He goes, I want to race some hard enduros. Race some hard enduros with me. <laughs> like, eh, I don't know about I mean, that. Dude, one. I'll... I'll sign up right now for hard enduro. <laughs> you guys, you guys are fucking crazy as fucking shit ass rats. I'll do a hard enduro race with you. It'll probably be last place, but at least that I rode it. I think where he scared me off, he wanted to do grinding, grindstone or grinding stone or something. Something about that just doesn't appeal to me. I'd go do what Marilla did, TKO. More so than yeah, that grinding stone. I don't know. Um, did pipe dreams, folks. Right now, it's just pipe yeah. dreams. But anyway, we're gonna yeah. wrap this up. We can go on for hours, but yeah, just yeah. If anyone wants to, uh... yeah, if you guys are riding or if you guys want to go for a rip, just give us a message and uh, let's go. Please, we're desperate. Ish. I don't think we're desperate. Yeah, so we just, we, just want to meet we got a really good crew to ride with right now. Yeah. Just, I like meeting people. Me too. But we're going to end this on the old Wickerbox Moto Crew. Fucking A. Do you want the voice? Huh? Do you want the voice? Give it the voice. This will conclude the Liquorbox Moto Crew podcast. <laughs> we'll see you here next time. Peace out, hippies. Peace. <laughs>